In a world where all the movies are about superheroes, two friends team up to talk about movies from a simpler time, a time before iPhones. They'll search for deeper meaning, mock things they don't like, and of course, there will be spoilers. Please join Terrence McHenry and Hollis Lazzarini as they get real nostalgic. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hi. We back. We are. And this week, we watched Swingers. Yeah. 1996. This one was directed by Doug Lyman. Okay. It was written by John Favreau. Mm -hmm. Also stars in the film. Mm -hmm. John wrote this script in two weeks. Okay. And it's it's loosely based on on his life, his experience. Uh He is from the East Coast. He had broken up with his girlfriend. He moved out here to pursue acting. Okay. And he and his best friends, Vince Vaughn, and another really good friend of his, Ron Livingston, Mm -hmm. they were all in this film together. Yes. And there was a deal breaker, kind of, because a lot of people were interested in the film, in the script, but... Mm -hmm. They wanted to cast it with different people. And so okay. they, they this ended up being like a really, really low budget film. It was, uh, the budget was 200000 Okay. And the gross was $4.5 million. Wow. So it really did well. That's a good return on your investment for Hell sure. yeah. I'll take that ROI anytime. <laughs> because it was so low budget, mm-hmm. like a lot of the bar scenes, they were just shot during business hours and they would okay. put signs around them saying... If, careful, because if you get too close, you're just going to be an unpaid extra. Yeah. They also did that with the house parties. Okay. And so a lot of that is just all candid. Yeah. And I guess they had the, a really loud camera, and so they had wrapped it in all of this like stuff to kind of buffer the sound. Mm-hmm. And they said it was like shooting in front of a golf ball, like this giant golf ball. Really? Nice. So I thought I thought it was kind of cool that they all got to be in the film. The characters mm-hmm. are kind of loosely based on them anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think it brings a little bit of an authenticity to it For that sure. you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. It seems very real. Like, you know what I mean? Like 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 you said since it was based loosely off of his life, it just I think it just made it flow. So, we meet Mike and Ron. Mhm. And it's like they're like having breakfast or something, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and and basically in the conversation, we establish what's going on with Mike. Yep. And his girlfriend's broken up with them. Or he's broken up with her. You know, I clarified it. Yeah. She did break up with him. She did. Yeah. Okay. And because, and I think it's really this first conversation that confirms it. Okay. Because he's like, what, like this back and forth, well, what do I do? And yeah. no matter what you do. Don't call her yeah. is essentially the advice. And he's like, but you told me if I wanted to move on to not call her. And he's like, exactly. And he's like, so I don't call her either way. And he's like, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, that's how it's going to work. Yeah. And I, I think some of my favorite parts of this movie are the conversations and the ways in which you see two people trying to support each other mm-hmm. and friend groups. Generally speaking, you know, you kind of have these different avenues. Mm -hmm. And so everyone's kind of playing their role for Mike. For sure. And he just straight tells Ron, like, I'm so sorry that I always talk to you about this. He's like, but you're the one that you've been there. You, you, you understand what I'm, where I'm coming from. Yeah. And he's like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, Hey, it's, it's fine. You know, it's cool. It's at least he's acknowledging it. Right. And so when he goes home and he's kind of hopeful that, that maybe there's a message on called, Yeah. Maybe. And so he listens to his messages, and the first one's from Trent. 
Yep. He's like, hey, gorgeous. Yeah, hey, gorgeous. <laughs> We're going to talk about that, Terrence. <laughs> Good old Trent. Uh-huh. And I love how we finished with grandma. Mm-hmm. Like the last one is you haven't, Oh hey. You haven't told me if you got that pilot yet. <laughs> it's like delete. <laughs> and so and so yes, let's talk about this whole thing. I kept I think it's hilarious that mm-hmm. Trent uses all these terms of endearment with Mike. Mm-hmm. It's baby, gorgeous, yeah. sweetheart. Yeah. But mostly baby. Yeah. And when he gets on the phone with them, he's like, Hey baby, let's go out. Yeah. And we're going to go like meet some beautiful babies. Yeah. When I rewatched it too, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like stepping into this other world mm-hmm. because it was this really brief little thing in the 90s where yep. there was the resurgence of swing. For sure. And it was really cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think that's why I loved this movie yeah, yeah. at the time because I was 16 and I was like, yes, this is, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. When I start watching it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't remember Trent like calling him baby all the time yeah like i wonder what people would think about that like if like if you're like i'm just gonna start calling you baby terrence <laughs> and I'm, I'm like oh hey baby hey baby <laughs> so <I'm> gorgeous <laughs> i'm like stop that right <laughs> and i thought it was hilarious because it's it's two men it's a dynamic yeah. but it's so comfortable it's so fluid yeah and you see i think it almost establishes this level of comfort that mm-hmm. all of that stuff Right away. Yeah, no doubt. He's he's so Trent's telling him like, we're gonna go we're out. Gonna go out. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna meet some beautiful babies. Like you need this. You got to get out of the house. You got to get out of that stuffy apartment. And, and then that's when he's like, no, you know, because whenever we go out, you know, we go to one party and you'll think it's weak, it's not fun, and then we spend an hour looking for another party, and you think that party's no good, and then we go to the bars, and then you get bored with that. Like, it just doesn't sound like fun to me. And then he's like, no, we're going to go to, we need to get out of town. We're going to Vegas, baby. And that is where that 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 popularized this it film, really popularized did. this term, that yeah. whole thing. And uh, he didn't, he wasn't, uh, Mike wasn't with it at first. Mike was like, no, uh, no I'm not going to Vegas. He's like, when? He's like, tonight. He's like, no, I'm not going to Vegas. No, not tonight. (laughs) And what is the drive? What's the, how long would it take? It's like an 11 hour drive from here. Right. But so from LA, it would probably be like four, five, maybe something like that. That's my assumption. Um, And it's so fun to watch them wilt like flowers in the car as they're driving to Vegas. And because at first they're super stoked, we're Vegas, baby, Vegas, baby. And then after they're like, uh, yeah, we're still not there. Vegas, baby. Yeah. He's like, Vegas, baby. Yeah, yeah. And then once they see the lights, even though it's in the distance, they get a little bit more pumped, but they're still not. Yeah. But then... um, Mike notices that Trent doesn't have a suit on because Trent on the phone when he was telling them that they were going to go to Vegas, he's like, wear something nice because we want to get noticed. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. They want to get noticed. And so Mike gets in the car and he's got his suit on. And the only thing I don't like about his outfit is how short his tie is. Ah. And I don't know if maybe that was part of the swing style. Maybe. I don't know. But typically, I think a tie should like at least be like right at your belt doesn't have to like cover it but be like meet at the top of the buckle at least and so that's like four inch gap between the bottom of the tie and his belt line it just bugged me yeah um 
But he looked sharp still. Like when he had his jacket closed up, he looked super sharp. Yeah. And so he was, he saw that Trent wasn't in his, in his suit. And he's like, wait, I thought we were going to, you know, wear suits. He's like, I got it in the back. It's fine, baby. And he's like, no, no, let's go back. I, I don't want to go now. And he's like, look, okay, I'll put it on. Take the wheel. Take the wheel. And so finally he gets his suit on. The recklessness. Yes. Of, of. 20-something men. <laughs> like, no, don't stop the car. Yeah. I'll don't, just, don't just pull I'll over. Just, I'll just change while we're driving. That's how, I, that's how Trent wants to do this. Yeah, he wants to roll like that. Okay. But he gets his suit on. He does. And they make it to Vegas. And the Vegas scenes, they had two primary locations. Okay. The exterior establishing shot was at the, star, at the Stardust. Okay. And the interior shot was the Fremont Hotel and Casino. Which I... Maybe the Fremont is still there. I don't think the Stardust is there anymore. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I think the Stardust might be gone. It's something else. I think the Fremont's old school, and I think that's still there. Okay. Yeah. Again, one of the things in this film that, that I kind of enjoy is watching the dynamics between these char- the, these friends. Because they're, they're good friends, yeah. but polar opposites totally you know what i mean like trent is brash and confident and you know just who he is and then mike obviously has lost a lot of confidence because of the breakup and um can't seem to get over her and you know when you're when you're at that stage your confidence is super low right um and so they're complete polar opposites and i love how he's like you know I, i pulled out 300 but i could only gamble 100 that's all i can afford Right. That's it. And so once you're caught in the moment and they're there and then all of a sudden there's this pressure and he's, you know, kind of embarrassed himself not knowing the rules about putting money on the table. And and so he just 300. Yeah. And he's like, but I don't want to. He's like, you got to put it on the table, sir. And he's like, what? I don't I don't want to bet at all, though. And he's like, if you want me to cash it for you, you have to put it on the table. You can't hand it to me. He's like, and then he realizes, I think, that he looks Super stupid to all the people that are at the table. Right. And I think they chose the table because of the two women sitting there. Because he was like, that's our table over there. Mm-hmm. And then they just look like horses' asses when because they don't know the rules. And, and the guy that, bickering back and forth about what to do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I can't even. <laughs> and the guy that was having the lucky streak, mm-hmm. that was Vince Vaughn's dad. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And yes, when they're bickering about it, uh-huh. it's so annoying. It really is. <laughs> and and of course they they lose. Mm-hmm. He loses two hundred bucks. bucks right there on the spot. And when they get bounced to the five dollar table, mm-hmm. the lucky winner of the of the breakfast buffet, the old lady at the end, that was John uh, Favreau's grandma. Oh, okay, nice. See, you got to utilize. Yeah, family yeah members. That's, that's how you keep down the budget. That's right. You see, you didn't pay them. <laughs> so at that point, Mike is just over it and they're, it and they're cashing out. And this is the first scene where I'm like, oh, my God, Trent, you are such an ass. Yeah. When they're walking out and he's trying to cheer him up, but it's it really, really just more public humiliation in my in my view where he's like, no, 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 you're the winner. Yeah. Mikey, yeah. you're the big you know winner. Who the winner is? He, you're the winner. He throws his arm up. Yeah, here, yeah. and it's like, oh, dude, you you can see, you can tell the temperature, uh-huh. and you just are pushing it. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's such a dick move. And then he he backs that up with the second dick move mm. with the waitress. With the waitress as she's walking by. 
And, and he's like, look, take a look at this guy. He's the guy behind the guy behind the guy. Well, this that was earlier. And then, uh, yeah. And oh, then yes, right. They, right, when he walks in and then it's the same chick. And she's and like. And she catches them and she's like, she's you like, left I, the table. Yeah, I walked and, around for an hour with that stupid whiskey on my tray. Yeah. And Thanks. He's, he's like, yeah, we got knocked out pretty early. And she's like, some high rollers like you guys? Yeah. <laughs> and I think she 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 gets their game. Mm-hmm. And the way the scene plays is as if, they like, it seems like Mike doesn't realize that she gets Trent's game. Yeah. Trent realizes that she's, she's on the it. level. Yeah. And so, and at first blush, when I saw it, I was like, the, the scene, the way it plays, I'm like, oh my God, he's such a jerk. And he's it's like, so yeah, I'm demeaning. Gonna, I'm going to count, you know, one, two, yeah. and then as she gets a little four, he's like, four, yeah. five, and she like looks back and like, yeah. And and that's when that, again, that difference between the two of them and Mike's like, that's, he's like, you're such that's, a jerk. You're such a jerk, man. Like, that's not cool. He's like, what? He's like, it's that's money. money. He's like, she gets it. She understands it. He like, you even think she's coming back? And he's like, and he's like, of course she's coming back, baby. Like, it's gonna be good. It's everything's gonna be good. And sure as shit, she came back. Right. And she was like, because he said that they wanted Glenn Levitt, and if the bartender would go light on the water, that that fifty cent piece was for her. And she kind of rolled her eyes at him at that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but she was, she's again, she knew, like you said, she knew his game. And so when she came back. You know, I think that she might have also found him attractive because when he came back and he was like, you know, why don't you call one of your friends and you and your friend meet me and my friend at, and I can't even remember the place. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. And I just, my whole, my whole thing on it is that when you look at these types of things and the ways in which characters that are really charismatic and dynamic like that, mm-hmm. and they're exampling a behavior that's mm-hmm. like, in their world and in this moment it's a microchasm mm-hmm. you know it it that that is not going to work on every on no. every woman no of course not but it feels that way mm-hmm. and it's really really weird and then the next scene after they make those plans they're he's basically backing up what and justifying why it's okay to treat women like that mm-hmm. and it's and so it was just like, ah, oh, it's yeah. just kind of like a moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like that. Trend. No, it's. <laughs> and then, but really, what it comes down to is, it's it is more. It, it's simpler than that. It doesn't work on everyone. Yeah. And you know, you'd find that out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I think. But it's a numbers game, and of I course. think with something like that, if you try it on a hundred women, sure, it might only work on one. Yeah. But he would find success in. Oh, that. totally. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> because it's more than it's more than what the attitude that he was putting at her it, uh-huh. there's more to it going on for there. sure for sure so when they they get to the next bar and then they have a really brief quick interaction and they are just out of there she's like let's go back to my place yeah she's like we can't i can't really drink here it must have been in the the casino that she worked at and so she's like hey I'm, i can't drink here so you know why don't we go someplace else you know where i can drink how about my place i was like whoa and as that whole scene plays out, I thought it was really, it was it was a good example of that kind of like the two best friends, one kind of supporting the other, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and the storytelling and yeah. it's, you know, early morning. And yeah, because she didn't get off until 6 a.m. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, it's light outside, mm-hmm. but you've been up all night. Yeah. So you, and so they're drinking at 6 a.m. <laughs> I, I just, that just dawned on me right yeah. then and there. Like they're 
literally drinking at six in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. <laughs> and the, the way that this whole thing plays out, I think, is um, another example that we get throughout that you, you see that Trent really cares about Mike. Mm-hmm. And because he actually puts Mike ahead of himself numerous times in this movie. Most definitely, because at one point he, he's in the back with the girl. Yeah. And, and he's so, like, let me check on my boy. Yeah. And, and you, she gives him this weird look. But she lays there and she like, waits. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and it's and it was you know it's 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 kind of sweet you mm-hmm. know that that he is checking on him. Of he course. misreads the scene, which is whatever. The angle is strange, and it when they show it, it does kind of look like they're like making out. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? And so he like he's satisfied with it, and he's like, okay, back at action. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's totally not what's going on out there. No, because Mike, he just, he can't stop talking about this, his yeah. ex-girlfriend, and the next thing you know, we're just we're just in the friend zone, and we're just going to talk about it. But I, I think she thinks together. it's so sweet. Of course. You know what I mean? She's just like, oh, she's going to call. She's, she wants she to support will. him. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to give him a shoulder and a cry. And then he's like, I, I, I should check my messages. Can I, can I use the phone? She's like, it ain't even her house, right. I don't think. It's no, the other girl's I don't think house. So, yeah. And she's like, "Oh, of course, it's it's in the back." And see, this is the this is the larger moment where I'm like, "Look at see, he's he he doesn't make a fuss. He mm-hmm. doesn't get mad at him. Nope. Completely interrupts everything that's going on." But what I love about it is, at first, he knocks on the door, and he's like, "Trent, Trent, I I need I need you know." And he doesn't get to say it. So Trent opens the door and just pushes out a condom. Right. And he's like, no, <laughs> I, I need to use the phone. <laughs> and, he goes, and he's like, you can you can check that tomorrow. tomorrow. And he's like, no, I, I need to check. I need the phone. I need to use the phone. And he's like, all right, hold on. He's like, then he looks at the other girl. He's like, they couldn't have you know gone that far. They were only back there a few minutes. She comes out with his jacket on. He comes out with a towel on. And, and I mean. It. And he's like, oh. They were back there long enough to get to that point. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. So y'all weren't paying close attention <laughs> to the time. I'm just saying. And so he goes in and he makes the call and he realizes that there's no message and they look and they're like, Did she call? Did she call? And he's like, No. And they're like, Oh, and they're both on him at that point. They both think it's super sweet and Trent's just sitting there in his towel. Yeah, and see, like, as much as, as a woman, I'm not always a fan of Trent. Like, mm-hmm. it's he's such a good friend. Like, he yeah. doesn't make, he actually, even later, when Mike is like, oh, my God, I'm so, so sorry. Yeah, and he's like, it's cool, end. dude. Yeah. It's fine. I didn't even like her. Yeah, I wasn't really that into her, you know. It's like, what? <laughs> Which could also be true, mm-hmm. but also, you know, he could have taken a different tack. Like, you fucking asshole. Like, yeah. you know, dude. Yeah. Because you can't check your voice, you know, like, but yeah. he doesn't do that. Yeah, he does not. He doesn't throw it in his face. That's for sure. And so the scene when they're leaving Vegas and they're on the side of the road, mm-hmm. it's really crazy that they didn't have a permit. Okay. You're So you, they were not supposed to be shooting. There were cops outside of the frame that really? you couldn't see. And the, the director had placed a, a microphone in the car for that conversation they have. Uh-huh. And then he just pretended like he like wasn't he's shooting. He didn't look through the oh, okay. viewfinder and he just rolled rolled the camera and okay. like shot that scene. Uh, and that's when it looks like uh, Trent is standing there peeing. No, they're in the car. But the conversation actually thought 
was it's the turning point in the film mm-hmm. because it's when Mike kind of acknowledges what everyone has been saying to him. He, even though he's not over it, he's going to make the concerted effort and yeah. he makes a choice yeah. to get himself back out there. Basically. Yeah. And just, you know, try not to just, just try not to think about it all the time. Yeah. I like the decisiveness. I like the support that his friends give him. Mm-hmm. And then I love in the next scene, he's back in LA and he's golfing with Ron. On a three par golf or nine hole, three par golf course, which there's actually one of those here in Katati. And so it's a really small, only par three, meaning it's usually only short holes. You know what I mean? And so they're playing on that and, um, they finally, after a bunch of shots, get the ball in the hole. And I love the how they're both doing the count thing. And, mm-hmm. and like, first hole, dead heat. You know? <laughs> well, and it's when he goes, oh, hey, did you notice I didn't mention yeah. her? Uh-huh. And it's like, but you just, you, you just did. did. He's Dude. like, yeah, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, it's like going out and talking to your pitcher during a no hitter. Yeah. He's like, you didn't want to jinx it? And he's like, yeah, you know, kind of. Yeah. yeah, but Mike, you know, he it's 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 kind of um, it's like he's like a little boy in mm-hmm. that moment where she's like, "See, see, I did good, <laughs> but I brought up the thing yeah. that yeah, about yeah. that." Yeah, yes. I also like how it brings in the element of the other things that are going on for them outside of this main thread of the storyline, which is they're all trying to make it. Yes, they are in acting or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Most of them acting. Yes. And he's he's talking about the the real struggle, which is mm-hmm. like you have to do things, take jobs that are just not exactly what you would want to be doing. And he's talking about playing goofy at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. He's like, I was Hamlet off Broadway, and I was good. Yeah, <laughs> goofy, <laughs> but goofy. And then there's the one conversation he's having with uh, one of their friends, and he's like, Yeah, I'm going for the role of Goofy. And the guy kind of pauses for a second. He goes, Hey, at least it's Disney, man. Like- right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's, I think that the film does a good job of kind of interweaving these two kind of stories because as Mike is kind of moving through what he needs to deal with emotionally around his breakup, Mm -hmm. his friends are trying to remind him that even though he can't see it, he's doing really well. And that's why they keep telling him his money. Yeah. So this is another, like he kind of like when you play it off of the different friends that he has, you can Mm -hmm. see where he's at and where they're trying to get and, and all of that. And, but he can't see it. Mm -hmm. And to me, it was just, there's a bunch of scenes like that where, He's actually in his his career doing fine. Yeah. He's doing well. Yeah. But he can't see it because he's so consumed he's with this so thing. He's so focused on the and girlfriend. And it's so human. Yeah. Like that's how we are. Yeah. It's so hard when you're struggling with one thing to appreciate mm-hmm. good things that are going on, which is exactly what would help. Mm-hmm. It's actually focus on the good things. Yeah. But there's something about us that we tend to kind of just laser focus into the thing that's wrong. For sure. Or we feel is lacking. Yeah. And I thought that was a, a good example. But again, he doesn't like throw it in his face. Nope. He does He's not. got some good friends, Terrence. He does. He does. I know what that's like. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> when they're wrapping up they're, they're, that scene at the golf course, and he's like, do you want to go out tonight? I'm like, no. He's like, no, nah, it's, a, it's a weeknight. I got to get up pretty early. I got to get up pretty early. He's like, what, you have a Pluto? 
He's like, yeah, kick me while I'm down, man. (laughs) But he ends up going out. Mm -hmm. And he he goes over to um, Trent and Sue's house. Sue's place because they're playing the hockey game. (laughs) (laughs) I I think the whole hockey video game thing is hilarious. The whole banter is hilarious to me. It's so true, though. During that time, my friends and I used to play that game. During that, during those years, like like during while this movie's like based, we used to play that same game all the time. And I've never been one into hockey, but I just thought it was a cool game. Did you talk like like so much trash? Of course. Like while playing, that's what I thought was so funny. And so when they're playing, and he's trying to blame it on his team, and I would yeah. always hear people say that it was like, "Oh, it's because I, it's because I picked the Bucks, man." Yeah, like da da da. It's no. like, no, it's because you, you. Just suck. Yeah. yeah, like it's not the team. <laughs> it's you. He's so he's saying that about the Kings, uh-huh. and then I never played that game. So what I thought was so funny was when Trent scores the goal, uh-huh. and. Somehow Sue thinks that there's some some wrong it's that has happened, it's right? Bullshit. That was bullshit. He says. And so he's like, "Oh, we'll just put on instant yeah. replay." <laughs> he's like, "No, you said it was bullshit. I I want to I want to see what you say is bullshit." He's like, "It's a good shot. It's pretty. It's a beautiful shot. Like, what's bullshit?" It's so funny because <laughs> it's it's just such an asshole thing. And he's to like, do. "I don't want to see." He's like, "Why would they put replay on there if you weren't supposed to use replay, exactly. man?" Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. For just those moments where someone's like, no. Yeah, that was no. bullshit. No, that's why the we machine, got the machine, the, the computer cheated. Yeah, no. Uh, hold on. Let's <laughs> let's go to replay. Yeah. It's like, it's a beautiful shot, baby. <laughs> and and then he ends up doing the second jerky thing when the food comes. Yes. And because he was saying like, oh, you can beat one of them down and make them and bleed. And make them bleed. In the, in, in the new game, you can't do it. They took the fighting away. And he's like, but in this one, you can make them bleed. And he's like, all right, watch, I'm going to make a bleed. And so then as they're setting up for it, there's a knock on the door. And he asks Mike to go get the food. And then Mike's like, no, nah, you, you got to give me money. And so the guy pa- tells tells um, Trent to pause the game, which he does at that point. He stands up and he's getting money out of his pocket. And during that process, Trent unpauses the game and then cracks Wayne, Wayne Gretzky's skull open. And he's like, look, he's bleeding. He's bleeding. And he's like, why'd you unpause? And they, so they like start fighting and kind of going at it as Mike is at the door dealing with the pink dot guy, which was another thing that me and my friends used to order from. You could back in the day, you could order anything from pink dot food alcohol all that and they would bring it right to your door i had no idea yeah and so um he's at the door with the guy and then they start doing that jerky friend thing and they're like invite him in michael is he brown is he nice is he sweet if he's nice invite him inside michael let's invite him in to play michael it's it's ridiculous and because of it he's giving him more money yeah like tip wise <laughs> I probably would have just given him everything here. It wasn't his money. Exactly. It was Sue's money. So what? And then I'd be like, "That's this is what happens yeah. when you act like that. That's what happens. He gets uh, an extra tip. Yep. Because it wouldn't bother me now. No. No. I'd come back and be like, really? <laughs> really, guys? <laughs> so they go out and the scene shot in L.A., it's several different nightclubs, uh-huh. uh, per, uh, particularly in the Los Feliz neighborhood. Okay. And that's where the Dresden Lounge and the Derby were. Yep. Pretty much from this point forward is a lot of the scenes I really like. I mm-hmm. like the interactions. I like when they walk into the Dresden yeah. and you see 
these two, this this older couple named Marty and Elaine. Singing. And they're singing Staying Alive. Yeah. Well, guess what? What? They've been singing at the Dresden five nights a week. Do you want to do you want to guess how many years? 20 years. In 2016 it was 35 years. Damn. So over 30 years. Wow. Awesome. That is. That's dope. Lounge singers. <sighs> you know? I want to be a lounge singer. I can do it. Do it. <laughs> and and so I, I I liked that. I thought mm-hmm. it was really sweet that they had this kind of like little cameo that again, I mean, what if they're still singing there? What if they're singing there right now? I know. That'd be pretty cool. I like it. Now I want to go to the Dresden. I know, right? <laughs> and at it, it, one point in the night is when they meet back at Sue's house. And mm. they're sitting around and they're having this conversation. Something that you and I talk about, which is the ways in which either someone is paying tribute to a former director through yes. their work or ripping them off. Mm-hmm. And we don't usually talk about it in terms of like people stealing other people's no, ideas. We try to give people homage. the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. even though it's clearly not always that. Mm-hmm. But they have this really great conversation about mm-hmm. Tarantino ripping off Cor- Scorsese. So, yeah. And the ways in which, you know, you'll see similar scenes. Mm-hmm. So the, the scene that they were talking about is the tracking shot in Goodfellas when... When he's walking down through the back and right. you get into the... The Copacabana. But, but the end of the argument that they have, they they basically say, well, everyone rips off everyone else. Yes. And so the following scene is they're getting into their cars and they do the Reservoir Dogs. The slow motion walking scene to their cars. And then the funny thing that I noticed also is so they do that slow motion scene and it's totally a, a homage to Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Um, then they all get in their own separate cars and do you notice they drive at the same length away from each other? Did you notice that? Yeah. And so then they all get to where they're going and they could all, and it always happens that they could park right next to each other all in the same, like when can that ever happen, right? I noticed that the street seemed really like empty. Yeah. You know, which is probably because maybe they got them blocked off or yeah. maybe they found the perfect time to shoot. For sure. To do all the, the, the caravan shots, yeah, yeah. you know, where they're... <laughs> And they um they end up at a bar, they drink, everything's great, and when they're leaving, you've got the group, our group of, of guys walking out and a group of guys walking, walking in. Walking in, yes. And they bump Sue. One of the guys bumps Sue. And Sue is the first one to talk. So uh-huh. he's like, You need to watch the fuck out. And the guy's like, Wait, what'd you say? He's like, You heard me, and you know, they have their little verbal back and forth being tough guys and you could tell nobody's gonna run up on anybody nobody really wants to fight they're just trying to show their pride or show that they're tough or whatever and sue pulls his pistol out pulls his gun out and the guys run away right away and jump in their car which is smart you don't need to get shot over dumb shit right exactly and they pull off flipping them off and then sue's buddies are like he's like haven't you seen boys in the hood now one of us is gonna get shot that cracked me up like yes like just thinking about it right now it's super funny haven't you seen boys in the hood now one of us are gonna get shot (laughs) and he says something to him like he's like why do you even have a gun like you don't know what it's like i grew up here in la 
<laughs> like, like, no, you grew up in Orange County. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so they, they kind of start to pile on him because, I mean, yeah, you're you're being a jerk. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Why do and, you have a gun? And Mike says to him, like, you're being delusional. It's like you live in a de- in this whole other world that doesn't yeah. even exist. And immediately Sue just, like, flips it right back on him. He's really like, does. really? He's like, Me delusional? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Let's put you under the microscope yeah. for a second, Mike. Was, like, when was the last time you even got laid? Yeah. Have you even been laid since you've been here? No, you haven't. And just, like, low blow. Yeah. And then Trent tries to kind of intercede and, like, back him off. And, yeah. and Push Sue away. Like, yeah. yeah. And he was like, dude, you know, and, and Mike's just out of there. And then and then he kind of, like, kind of lays into Sue a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vince Vaughn wanted that scene in. He asked it to be written in specifically because he didn't want Trent to come off as a complete ass. And he wanted viewers to understand that Trent really did care about of Mike. Of course, yeah. And I think it was a good scene, although yeah. I... I it does buttress the point. I kind of already felt that way, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. And I did, I think we, I think I pushed you past this one thing I did want to talk about though. At the house party mm-hmm. before that scene is when Trent has this across the room interaction with the oh, lady with the cigar. With the cigar lady. And so he's standing there with Sue and he's like, is she looking at me now? <laughs> she's like, no, dude, she's not. Then he tries a different move and he puts his hand on his neck. He's like, how about now? He's like, no, dude, she's not. And he's like, all right. He does something else. He's like, how about now? And Sue's like, no, dude, she's not. Wait, she looked. She looked. He's like, okay, I told you. I told you. And so then Mike walks up and they're like, yeah, he's vibing with this girl over there. He's like, which one? He's like, the girl with the scar. The girl with the scar? Oh, she's hot. And he's like, oh, he ruined it, man. He's like, ruined what? And he's like, she saw you. She's she didn't see. She's like, she definitely saw you. Yeah, it's all and over like, now. Now I got to approach her now. Like, Got to go in early. Got to go in early, man. And so he goes over and starts having a conversation with her. Oh, God, Terrence, this <laughs> this whole situation, you know. It's, but, you know, um... here's, he, 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 he's just doing what he says he does. And so early on, he's like, I don't understand how you have these conversations with with these females and mm-hmm. he's like half the time i don't even know what they're talking about he's like i just nod my head and frown my, my and curl my brow and somehow i end up golden and i'm a sweetie pie yeah and it's exactly what he does with this girl he's just standing there and he like growl and he like you know she's nodding his head and then it's funny because that's when they start doing the jaws music right uh-huh. because she's obviously not what he expected what I thought was so funny about the scene is that she's kind of portrayed as like like an oversharer. Okay. Like one of those people that you meet at parties that like has a familiarity with you that's mm-hmm. really bizarre. Like, like like I'm like, hi, my name's Hollis. And they're like, oh my God, so like last week yeah. this thing happened and da da blah, blah, blah. And it's like the Jaws music to me was so appropriate because it's yeah. like what I just got sucked into somebody's tractor beam. <laughs> like I just came over to say hi. And uh-huh. like now I'm like in this weird zone with them. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't get out of it. And so his whole tact actually plays perfectly to you just say nothing mm-hmm. and nod and, not. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and do do do. Yep. And then like do, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let's hook up later, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. And it, it's perfect. Yeah. What makes it an asshole move is when he rips her number yeah, up. Yeah, he rips it up right away. But without the context, see, like, it's like, to me, that was like him trying to be cool for his friends. Yeah. But also with the knowledge, like, 
this is not a good match. No. Not even he, for a one-night stand, you know, he's he not into He was attracted it. to her at first, and then Tilly started talking to her. Right. And that's when he lost interest, yeah. Yeah, and it... It, it happens. And even no his chemistry. friends were like, well, and, or Mike was like, well, kind of a dick move, though. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, we ripped up her number, man. And he's like, oh, man. Like, she didn't see it. He's like, so what? Yeah. Yeah. And then that's the night that he meets Nikki. Nikki, who's the Starbucks girl. And right. she sees him at first. And she's like, she laughs at him because he can't get the attention of the bartender. And, uh, he, I, I, I really actually kind of dig their interaction because, mm-hmm. I, I, my assumption is that he went over there to, kind of hit on her too. You know what I mean? I think it was an opportunistic moment. Like I, I think that he really did go over to get a drink, and when mm-hmm. he saw there was a pretty, like a pretty lady, he yeah, could talk that's to. where he went. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, um, but he was pretty smooth with. It. He's like, wait, are you, are you laughing at me? Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, thanks. That's great. You know what I mean? And she's like, no, you know, it's not like that, you know. And then she's like, here, let me help you out. And the guy's like, what's up, Nikki? And he's like, wow, he even knows your name. That's when she's like, I know you from somewhere. You know, where do I know you from? Yeah. And he's like, oh, have you ever been to the Ha Ha? You know, I host a open mic night. And she's like, no. And he's like, you sure? <laughs> and she's like, no. Yeah. And she's like, oh, Starbucks, that's where. I think I made you an espresso. And he's like, yeah, you know, that's my drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I made you the drink. And then you asked for a job. And I introduced you to the manager, you know. And he's like, oh, that, that must have been a long time ago. She's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like a week ago. It's like much longer than that. Because <laughs> I'm doing really good now, you know. Things are going really good for me. And so he, I think he... Obviously loses his confidence in there because she calls him on his shit, kind of. You know what I mean? Well, what's interesting is that he, in the first part of the interaction, Mm -hmm. he establishes he could have handled that. And then as soon as he feels insecure about it, because I don't feel like her tone changes and I don't feel like she's trying to make him feel any kind of way. It's totally him. And he's like... All of a sudden, he's feeling all embarrassed and like and, and that kind of thing when he's trying to be impressive. and And it's... It's kind of, it's unfortunate because it's like if he would have just held in there for a second, it wouldn't Mm -hmm. have been a big deal. But he does. He gets defeated and and he walks away with his little tail between his legs. And that's where he right into the loving arms of Trent and Sue to remind him, Terrence. That he's money. And he's just a bear. (laughs) He's just a bear. He's a big old bear. And she's a bunny. And and you got all these teeth and claws and you don't know how to kill the bunny. So you're just kind of batting at it. You know what I mean? And she's backed into the corner and she's shivering and she's scared because you're this big beast bear with these teeth and these claws. Yeah, it's a a really strange moment because... (laughs) At one point, he's like, you know, you don't know how to kill the bunny. And yeah. I'm like, wait, why do you want to kill the... Wait, no, but you're a bear. But you're a bear. Okay. But then, like, that's what proves that he's money. And then... But then he's got... Okay. But yeah, like, why do you want to kill the bunny? The bunny's already scared. <laughs> and so they wrap it up. And it's it's all... You know, they're just so wasted, too. Mm. Half of this movie, they're drunk. Yeah. So I have to remember perspective. Mm. Um, but in the end of it, it's so cute because Mike's like... Do you really mean it? Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> they're like yeah. Yeah, man, you're money. You're money. You're money, baby. And he goes over there and it's it's smooth the way he the way they show it. I, I I dig this scene because he walks back over there and you could tell there's there's like a bit of a hesitation at first. 
But when he gets over to her, he kind of makes this move where he slides in yeah. and it's so smooth. And he's, you know, you don't hear anything. There's no audio with it. And he walks away with her phone number. And he shows them the number yeah. and he acts like he's going to rip it. And he's like, nah. <laughs> and he's like stoked and they're showing it. And I like this scene because he, he shows them the number and he's stoked. And he's kind of like looking at it himself. He's so stoked for himself. And they go, 213? And he's like, nah, 310. And they're like, ah. <laughs> and I feel like if I would have to have been in LA to even get any well, of that yeah, context. It's just it's area codes, obviously. Obviously. But um what I would when I would go out with my friends and stuff like that, I would always hate meeting girls with like an eight one eight area code when I lived in three one oh, which meant she lived far away. You know oh, what okay. I mean? And so I think the context was that she was close. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well what I wanted to ask you was they have this conversation about the appropriateness with which when when one should call, you know. I still struggle with that. Really? I do because here's my thing. is like I don't, like the waiting three days is like a game. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. want to play games. If, if I'm attracted to you, then why the fuck shouldn't I call you tomorrow? If I met you today, right. why shouldn't I call you tomorrow and be like, hey, like I really, I'm stoked that I met you and I really would like to get to know you. Like. What's this three-day thing? And I've played into it. I'll wait three days before I call somebody. And um, I've also, like, that scene when he's back at his apartment and he decides to call that night. And Such a mistake. It, it was a mistake, but I've also been on that end of the, the, the answering machine cutting you off right in the middle of your message really yes yeah, so care you, to elaborate so meaning you're like, like <laughs> you're like in the middle of leaving a message and it's like beep and you're like wow i didn't even get to finish my message oh, you mean you when you were leaving your message yes, and it cuts off and on it you. cuts you off yeah and so just in a like in an in, inoculus in a, like, like calling you yeah you and know you're what like I mean? and you're like oh and then hey meet, holly it's Terrence, meet us at blah blah blah, blah, blah beep. beep like uh, yeah the okay fuck? yeah you know what i mean and so yeah um I agree he should not have called that night, but the continual calling was just, it was painful to watch. It really is. It's a painful scene every time I watch it. Yeah. He calls her six times. Yeah. And the the first thing, there's the, it's, it's that, I think that um, he plays it so perfectly mm -hmm. because you can see the inner workings of him looking at yeah. it. He looks at the clock. It's 2.37. Yeah. He's like, ooh. It's late, but then he's like, "Oh, but she you was." You, you can Dresden. see the thought yeah. process, and it's like you could see the gears yep, going in totally. His head. Yeah, and he he justifies what he's about to do, and and I think again, it's the first at first blush, he has the confidence, and mm -hmm. he's like, "Hey, blah 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 blah," and then that thing time. happens, like you said, and it is it's a knee jerk. It's him yeah. not taking a moment to maybe like just stop himself and yeah. it's just trying to correct, correct, correct mm. before he's on the phone for the sixth time. Yeah. And they basically had a relationship. Yeah. And I, it, by the sixth <laughs> phone call, I'm, I'm actually laughing at him because he's like, it's just, it's not you, yeah, it's he's me. Like, hey, I think we need to take a break from each other. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. I was like, wait, you guys haven't even gone on a first date yet, dude. <laughs> it's, it's great. And she picks up the phone and She's it's- She's like, Trent? Oh no, she's like Mike, and he's like, "Hey, hey. You, did you just get home, or were you listening the whole time?" She's like, "Don't ever call me again." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> 
How horrible. Yeah. Because I think that anyone watching that could, her not knowing him, mm-hmm. there's no way no. that you're going to go see that guy. No, not at all. Or, or you really shouldn't. And yeah. honeys out there, if you're think, don't. <laughs> like it might have just been a mistake. But more likely than not, you've got a problem on your hands. (laughs) Either either gender, really, like that's it's that's too much. Yeah, no doubt. But um, but yeah, I always thought that that was a weird thing because I agree with you that if you actually felt chemistry with someone or you felt like they liked me, yeah, you know, and and you have an opportunity, why wait around and play games? Like it, it makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, there's the cultural conditioning telling you you know don't come don't on too strong it, yeah. or, or don't come like but see that it's hard to know that what time to do. in between you meet a you meet a guy or i meet a girl and i wait three days and in that three days she has many opportunities to meet other people you know what i mean mm-hmm. and somebody else could come in between and so why why shouldn't i call her the next day why I shouldn't know. i just be like yo you know what it was so cool meeting you and i'm glad that we exchanged numbers i just wanted to reach out touch base with you and make sure that we get together soon you know, give me a call when you get this. You yeah. know what I mean? And um, but I've also been on the other side where I'm like, should I call tonight? Should I wait? Wait, wait three days, three days. Like, and I always wondered, I was like, did this movie establish the three day? I wonder too. Rule? I don't think so. I think that this is something that's probably been going on, mm-hmm. you know, in, in that these are the types of things you learn from your peers. It's not like something you talk to your parents about. You no. know what I mean? Yeah. Especially because it changes. Culture changes in that way. And dating culture for your parents is going to be different than your dating culture. And so, of course, you're going to go to your peers. And I kind of feel like this movie is the first time I ever heard of anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then based on the time frame with which I'm watching this movie, Mm -hmm. that's what all my friends were hearing, too. So it would only reinforce it Mm -hmm. of that if, if you didn't wait the three days, it's like... You're too eager. Yeah, yeah. You need to pump the brakes. Uh, <laughs> Slow it, it down. It reminded me of, what was that that show we both watched? It It was like the American something, like it was about the prank. Do you remember that? Oh, and so American the, Vandal. Yeah, and so the one kid was talking. He was like, I got a text from this girl, and we ended up hooking up. And he's like, she sent me a text, and the text, and he's like, well, what did she text you? And she's like, he said, she texted me hey but with three whys oh yeah yeah remember that yeah and that means she wants to hook up and i was like wait what (laughs) (laughs) i was like wait what really wait does that mean wait (laughs) that that means something Uh oh wait does everyone know that and i'm just finding that out or is that shit so yeah that reminded me of that totally yeah (laughs) that's so funny yeah and so i you know this definitely is a huge setback for mike Mm -hmm. it's a huge blow and he he battens down the hatches what's funny is before that sue tells him because they get into their little thing and he's like you're probably gonna fuck that up anyways you know you met that girl tonight you're gonna probably fuck that up and sure as shit he did yeah i know (laughs) mike and then the one rob tells him hey you should call that girl and tell her to meet us out and he just drops his head and and rob doesn't say anything i think rob notices he knew once he dropped his head well i kind of feel like everyone needs a friend like rob yes in the sense of he's always there in the moment and kind of just He's going off of his probably experience mm-hmm. of, of what he needed at the time. Yeah. And all the conversations that he has, it's like he's the 
he's the catalyst that really is is helping Mike's heart heal. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is in the ways in which he can empathize with him. And when he knows that he's holed up in his apartment and not answering the phone, he just shows up. Mm -hmm. And the conversation that they have, I think, was really like really spot on Mm -hmm. because what he says about it is that it it is like that. Like you don't get over it all the way. You just learn how to deal deal with it. And he's like, and then one day you deal with the pain. He's like, you deal with that. He goes, every day it hurts. Yeah. He's like, you wake up and it hurts. Every day it hurts. And then one day, you know, it starts to hurt a little less. And then one day it doesn't hurt at all. And then he's like, the messed up part about it is you start missing the hurt. Yep. And when he said that, I was like, wow, it really is. It's like a profound experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's, it's so weird to see this level of truth in this kind of like bromance movie Mm -hmm. and the ways that it's, you know, on its surface, it's one thing. And then, but like the more I kind of like was watching it, I thought, oh my gosh, like there's really a lot of heart in this Mm -hmm. film. And it, 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 I wonder if it was a catharsis for him to mm-hmm. kind of maybe deal with whatever the real world situation was. Yeah, yeah. And and like through this film to be able to do that, I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. So yeah, it's like at this moment, having that kind of heart to heart moment, it's like okay, we're gonna go out. It's like you said, he's got some really good friends, and 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 clearly they know him. Yeah. The next thing that we see is they're going out. They're going to go see Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Yes. And he ends up back at Sue's apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Sue, I think in the in the moment in the parking lot, I don't think he, with all the testosterone and the adrenaline rushing, I don't think he really even maybe hurt himself. But with that time and that yeah. space, I think it really did set into him that like he didn't want to hurt Mike's feelings like that. No. And he also realized that he was being a douche with the gun and all yeah. that stuff because they ran into those guys <laughs> later and made friends. And he's like, Trent's oh, got this mouth on him and they, they just love him, man. Like they just they just like being around him. And so he walks in and he sees all these guys there and he's like, you know, what are these guys doing here, man? Like and He's like, oh, it's cool. You know, we made up. We're friends now. And then that's when he's like, hey, I'm sorry, you know, about those things I said, you know, like that wasn't cool. And, you know, I'm really sorry about that. And I guess I just, I just like the concept of, and I hope that, that those types of relationships aren't just in fictionalized films. No, I don't think they are. I mean, I don't, I I have relationships like that, you know, and it's, and it's, and it's great to Mm -hmm. have support like that. For sure. And I think that that was one of the other things that when you're talking about what the culture tells you you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. in all these different types of relationships. And in this film, I felt like we were seeing something that was really different from from what you were told it was supposed to look like. That it's like, keep that stiff upper lip, you know, be a man, Mm -hmm. like, you know, don't show weakness. And yet here's these men who are very manly, Mm -hmm. but they also are like expressive in a way that with each other, Mm -hmm. it's not weakness. It's just... It's actually more strength than anything for sure for some anybody to be able to walk up and say, I've done you wrong. Yeah. I, I and I apologize. Yeah. And they're genuine. Mm-hmm. Like that takes strength. Sure it does. And so, yeah, again, I, I, I liked that. Mm-hmm. Me too. And so they're, they, they're out. We're going out and we get the really cool Goodfellas tracking scene. Yes. They walk <laughs> up to the, to the front of, the, I think they're back at and the Dresden. Like, yeah. And they're and like, they're, oh, there's <laughs> a line. We don't have to wait in that line. Let's go this way. And yeah, they go through the back. 
and they're doing the same thing. He's yep. like talking to people as they're going <laughs> along and doing their thing and going through the back and through the kitchen and then out into the Dresden where Big Bad Voodoo Daddies is doing their thing. And I, this is just a great scene. It, it was really a, a really great culmination of everything that we'd seen up to that point. It mm-hmm. feels like, I feel like I'm there mm-hmm. at, this, no at this at this night, on this night. There, like you can feel. feel the energy. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of it had to do with the charisma of Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Sure. You had a lot of people who I think if they were, they were probably there just for Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. So you mm-hmm. had really great dancers. For sure. um, everything was just, it was it really, bond. really great. Yeah. And the thing that's happening kind of in the background of this whole sequence mm-hmm. that starts here is is that Trent and Sue are just getting hammered. Completely hammered. And a girl walks up and she's talking <laughs> to Sue and she's like, you can call me. And he's like, no, I, I totally, I called you on Monday. And she's like, really? When? Because I was there all day on Monday. Yeah. Who did you talk to? And he's like, you know and then trent does the dick move again he's like you i can't believe you've never she's so pretty i can't believe you've never mentioned this girl you don't talk about me and the look on her face (laughs) oh no and then he was like when we were playing football i don't remember there being a time when you could have gone and made a phone call (laughs) (laughs) thanks sue yeah thanks no thanks trent oh it's trent Trent, right yeah to him but then trent notices well, first, then they then they flash back over to Mike, and he notices um, Lorraine. Lorraine, and they kind of catch eyes with each other, and he's trying to play it cool and not like just stare. You know so, what? You know what he does though that I loved. He does the yep, it, like a subtle eye squint, and yeah. it was like he was reminding himself, "You're a bear." Yeah, you're a bear. She's I remember a that? And she's a rabbit. You got these claws and these teeth, and so. He like looks away and then he looks back and she's a rabbit. Like it's just a rabbit sitting there and he's really kind of confused by it for a second. He's like, hmm? what? And he kind of looks away and then when he looks back, Lorraine is there again. And so then he like, he's like, okay, yeah, I'm a bear and she's the rabbit. And so he goes over and it takes him a minute to gain his confidence to like, actually like talk to her i think he kind of goes over and plays like he's gonna like order a drink or something but doesn't make sense because he was sitting at the bar on the other side and so she looks at him and he looks at her and they don't say anything right away and then finally he breaks the ice and he is he again it's that kind of opener that vibe he had with nikki where a little like just a a smidge of self-deprecation you know and and he does what I think is the best, which is just introduce yourself. Yeah. And then kind of goes from there, kind of tries to play off the name and, yeah. and Lorraine, he, like the quiche. Yeah. And, and it's like, like, oh, like, oh, like I've never heard original. that before. And then he's, he's like, like, I like quiche. And she's like, men don't like quiche. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I guess my reputation precedes me. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's a really fun. And playful. she's like, wait, you're not a real man. He's not, yeah, not I'm, lately. Yeah, not lately. <laughs> and it's, it, it works. Yeah. It's kind of, you're seeing his style. And that's the other thing that you see with him and Trent throughout is that, Trent is illustrating to his buddy, mm-hmm. this is how I do this. Yeah. And then Mike is like, that's not how I do that. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Cool. That works but, for you. Yeah. But this is how I do this. Yeah. But what I actually noticed about the scene, though, is they're like Lorraine and Mike are like the same. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And so they're very similar. They have a lot in common in the sense that they both moved from wherever they live to L.A. to pursue this thing that they wanted to do. Hers was more, I think, the law side of entertainment, I think, is what he said. Yeah. And he obviously wants to be an actor. And he told her, you know, whatever, you got to take your time to do what you're doing. And um, that's when she's like. You know, why does it have to be this whole thing? You say, you know, it's better being single. Why is it better being single? And he's like, well, you get to do what you want. You don't have to worry about anybody watching you and blah, blah, blah. And then she does her thing. And she's like, so, you know, if I meet, you know, a really handsome guy at a bar and I want to dance with him, should I just ask him to dance? And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, if he wants to dance. And then she's like, do you want to dance? Yeah. And he's like. Yeah. <laughs> and what I love is that while they're having the back and forth, they're cutting back to Mike, or I'm sorry, to Trent to and Trent, Sue. Yes. And they're just watching the it, show. They're like, hey, look, look, it's happening. Yeah, it's it's, happening. it's on. It's on. Oh, and they're God. just, they're, they've got their arms around each other and they're just watching. And, and they're the like girl, in pride and they don't even care. And the girl and is just, still sitting there. Yeah. And she's just like. And the looks on their faces is like they're like like proud, proud like big brothers, proud, you know, or proud parents. Yeah, you like, know what I mean? like they're just so like stoked on it, and they're just keep drinking, and they're like saluting to him, <laughs> and, and all this like, crap. Oh my God. And it looks like at one point that like Sue's gonna cry. Like yeah. he's so happy. He's just so happy. <laughs> and I, 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 it, I love this every time. You know, when they're having the slow dance, and as soon as the movie music kicks off, and it, we're gonna go into right More back the swing, into it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, something. Oh, thank you so much. You know, it's yeah. very nice. And she's like, no, no, no. no. And he's, he- but I don't, is it really like that? Because it's like they're kind of standing there, and it's like they don't know what to do. And I think it's he obviously knows how to swing dance. It comes out that he does, but it's like there's this hesitation, this this moment of maybe um, unconfidence. You know what I mean? Where he's like. Do we part ways? Like, is this that time? Like, or do we keep going? And then finally, I think he gets a bit more of the confidence because they think in the back of his mind, he's like, you know what to do. Like, you took all these dance classes with your ex. Like, you know what to do. And then all of a sudden you see him start doing the I, yeah, steps. Yeah, I took it different. I took it like when they when the slow music stopped, mm-hmm. that he's like, okay, cool. Slow dance over. As many men do, mm-hmm. they don't want to actually like dance, dance. They mm-hmm. want to just like slow, slow hug dance. on the on the on the dance floor, right? Yeah. And and to dance, actually dance, is like apparently you know not always the cool thing to do. I like to dance. Well, yeah, that's I thing. think it's amazing, but <laughs> but um, I know a lot. Or I've talked to a lot of guys who. Like, they're too embarrassed to dance. Mm-hmm. And so I took it as, because he's like, okay, that was fine. And he goes to go and she grabs his arm. Mm-hmm. And like, uh-uh. Yeah. As soon as the music had started and it was upbeat. And she's like, uh-uh, we're dancing. And, and he was like, head, you notice that? And he was like, oh, okay. And so then when he really starts to get into it, I, I just I just love that. Because it's like, it's like watching someone let go of their inhibition. Mm-hmm. Like dancing like nobody's looking at you. Exactly. Yeah. And being there with her. One of the things about swing dancing, I'm sure you noticed, was mm-hmm. the eye contact thing. Yeah. And so it's it kind of has a different level of intensity. Mm-hmm. It it's just it's a it's a really great sequence. They were pretty good. They were pretty good. They were. Like I, I went to uh, a swing dancing like 
club not too long ago that's near here and there are some good people out there and like what's cool about that kind of scene is i mean you when i went there i went and i met somebody there Mm -hmm. but you dance with whoever like and i was just standing there and talking and women would actually come up and ask me to dance and i'd have to be like you know i'm not really good at this but i yeah i'd love to dance you know what i mean and i go but you have to lead you have to kind of show me what to do because i don't really know what to do but i love dancing and i just thought it was pretty cool and so i went to this club and got to do a little dancing myself but really got to people watch and see like people do their thing and there's with the swing there's so many different styles and what i noticed about mike in this movie there was a guy at the club that i went to that was very similar to it and he would you know like use his hands to like guide mm-hmm. her like yeah. to turn her like do all these things you know what i mean and there was a guy at this club that i went to that was that same same type of style yeah the girl that i was with told me that that guy was just he he like to me that doesn't really know anything about it like i look at him and i'm like wow he's really good mm-hmm. she's like well he's just too like rough while oh, while you're doing your thing you know what i mean like if you're smooth with it then he's not just pushing you he just touches you yeah. and this guy's like Ugh. oh you know, i like, see yeah, yeah you know what i mean and mm-hmm. that's kind of how how mike was with it and i don't know necessarily that he was really pushing her like yeah. that but I thought they were really good, both of them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's it's just my favorite little dance sequence. Yeah, it's a very cool sequence. They're they're impressed by each other, mm-hmm. and that was also the fun thing in in this moment was it was like they're slowly learning each other, mm-hmm. and it was like a, a kind of a quick uptick that what he's showing her is that like no, I'm not embarrassed to show you that I can dance in mm-hmm. front of my friends sure. and like to just let go, mm-hmm. and it it was also kind of funny to me. In this way where obviously so she needs to go or whatever and he walks her to the car and he's you can tell he wants to kiss her and mm-hmm. you know and all that but he's he holds back from it yeah and i think he's he's just really i think without trying to be he's just being really smooth you know what i mean like she he walks her to walks her to her car she asks him if he wants a if she if he wants a ride to his car and he's like no that's my hog back there he's like no i'm just kidding yeah he's like i'm across the street and she's like which one he's like oh it's that red piece of shit across the street and he's just like it suits you yeah you know and he 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 kind of likes that she's kind of jabbing at him right there and um, do you notice what she's driving no she's driving like a vintage mustang like a really nice yeah. car you know what i mean but he also digs the fact that she has because they they make a point early on when they're all in their cars all the guys and they all have the club yeah the club was huge no, the club, during that time God, and so club, he notices right away too. that yeah. she's got the club on her car and she like is trying to get it off and hawks the horn and she's a little embarrassed by it and so they're going and he's like now get the hell out of here you know yeah. what I mean? And she sits in her car and drives off and he's stoked with himself. You know, well, what I, good. yeah, because it was, it, to me, it was like, um, you know, it was Mikey getting his groove back. He, yeah. I feel like that is Mike. Yeah. And that, that is the guy they kept talking about mm-hmm. who's money, yeah. who he's not pushy. Nope. He's not an asshole. Nope. He's confident. Yeah. And one of the things I loved was when he's like, well, when can I see you again? And she goes, I'll be around. He yeah, goes, he's like, no, no it's, it's not, not good, good enough. enough. He's like, I want to make plans. Yeah. And again. but it wasn't. Wasn't overly gross. pushy and it wasn't. Creepy, yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't. It was no. just. It was confident. It and was, she could have still said, nah. Yeah. And he would have been like, okay. okay. 
but it was just it was like showing interest mm-hmm. in a in a non-aggressive way but yep. like you were I'm, I'm being clear yeah with you <laughs> letting you know what i <laughs> yeah, want yeah. yeah he it's it's he's just in a totally different zone and i think so many of us have had nights like that where you know maybe it's like he hadn't had a night like that for long so long and at least six months yeah yeah and it just feels good yep. to you know even if nothing happens with mm-hmm. Lorraine it just feels good to feel like you again it's a boost of your confidence yeah. most definitely and your self-esteem yes and so they, when they're back at the they're back at the diner and it's Sue and Trent and Mike mm-hmm. and they're like pumping in for details and they're all impressed with this and that and they're like it's oh like, my god like you, you were amazing you the twirly twirly yeah. man like- <laughs> my goodness <laughs> god dang it trent uh-huh. it really cracked me up this time yeah i'm the asshole yeah. you know here i am <laughs> but but what what kills me is that it's all a reaction to mike not giving giving it up yeah and he's like oh he's all grown now yeah he's all grows he's all up grown's up he's grown's up <laughs> he's not gonna tell us anything like, ooh. and and so then it, it's just I would not want to hang out with Trent, no. but that scene cracks me up because mm. he's such a, he's so shit faced. And he's, he's just being really douchey. And horrible. T- like he's like talking to the waitress, oh, not very, a, very nicely, you know, and, um, and it's again, it's just, I think him being drunk, you know what I mean? And of course, part of his personality. And then at one point he's like, I can't even eat here. I would never eat here. I would never eat here. <laughs> he just, just leaves. And leaves. <laughs> And then we're back with Mike at his apartment. He yep. makes the right decision. He just puts the put, card on. He puts it on the calendar. Just puts it down. Oh, first, he puts it on the on the on the answering yeah, machine. Putting it down. Yeah, he going like to sleep. Stands it on it and goes to bed. You want to want to know what I want to know? What? Who sets their alarm for twelve fifty three? P.M. What was that? That's I was like, I was, that was a was very like, strange was, alarm time. I was like, dude, do you even need an alarm clock to wake up? Wake right. Up, like that, at that 1253? Late? Yeah. Like, what the hell? But <laughs> he gets out with his little jam jams and yep. his little in and out shirt. Yep. And he puts the card on the calendar and he marks off one of the days. Yeah. And he's going to wait. And then what happens? The phone rings. Oh my gosh, who's on the phone? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? It's his ex. <gasps> no. Because he forgot about her. Get out of here. And it was just what Rob said. The oh my God. He. Wait, the wait. minute that you forget about her. Is Rob like Nostradamus? He is. Oh my goodness. the minute he forgot about her, who calls? Michelle. 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 And he knows it right away. And he's like, hello? And she's like, hey, Mike. And he's like, Michelle? Oh. She's like, hey, I've, I've just been thinking about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, then, then why haven't you called? And she's like, I don't know. It's just so hard. Every night I pick up the phone and I, I want to call you, but it's... It's hard to do it in front of Pierre. It's like Pierre, Pierre, huh? Is he what is he French? No, it's a whole nother thing. Yeah, blah blah blah. I don't want to talk about him. I don't want to talk about him. I want to talk about oh, us. Oh, well, what, you, you're the one that brought him up. Yeah. I didn't ask about him. <laughs> I want to talk about us. And he's like, but you're seeing somebody else. And she's like, so you're the one I'm thinking about. Right. I saw the Michelin Man commercial. Yeah, it made with me the giggle. Baby. Yeah. And I cried in front of Pierre. And then. Yeah. Hold, uh, well, hold wait, on. Wait. What? Like, hold on. Let what, me get rid on? of this other person. Oh. Hello. Oh, and he's like, hey. Hey, Mike. And he's like, Lorraine? And she's like, hey, yeah. You know, I got in this thing with my friends. And <laughs> he told me to wait three days to call. And it's I didn't want to do that. It's stupid. And I just wanted to call. And he's like, hold on. Let me get some get rid of this person on the other line. She's like, no, I can call you back. He's like, no, 
I really want to talk to you. And it's so genuine. It is. It's so genuine. And he gets off the phone with Michelle. Like, like almost like can't get off the phone with her with fast, her fast enough. enough. Because she says like, at the you... end, she's like, I love you. And he's like, click. click. Well, I love how she's like, well, I'm walking out the door. Like, yeah. you, you can't just like take I, the that. He's like, no, I totally like, can't no, do that totally. right now. Like, I got to no. take this other call. Mm-mm. And she's like, okay, I love you. Click. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and Rob I, was right. He's totally right. Yeah. The minute you forget, that's when she's going to call. There it is. Yeah. And you got to truly forget. That's what he said. Yeah. You got to really forget. He's like a sorcerer. What is going on? Dude, man. Wow. Yeah. And then comes one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie, which is Mike and Trent at a diner and and Mike's filling him in on this. I mean, this is huge. This is huge that, that Mike basically... Didn't talk to Michelle, mm-hmm. and, and 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 Trent just can't wrap he's his like, head around it. He's like, so what did she say when you called her back? And he's like, I didn't. And he's like, what? Why? And he's like, just didn't have any desire to, no need to. Like, yeah. And he's like, oh, man. I can't even believe it. And yeah. then all of a sudden, he's distracted, and there's like some business going on. Mm-hmm. And we don't see it at first. All we see is Trent's reaction to it. And he's kind of getting really animated. And he's, he's like, oh, he's man, kinda I'm getting, like, he's like, I'm getting super vibes yeah. from this beautiful baby back here. Man. And Mike wants to look and he's, and and he's, he's like, just like, no, 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 no. He's like, I don't know. He's like, maybe I told her I was like a fighter pilot or something. I don't know, man, but she's into me, man. Like, and when we see what she's doing and the angle of everything, it's so perfect. I, yeah. Especially, I remember the first time seeing this film, I'm like, what is this thing yeah, doing? Yeah, this, this like, lady is, is weird. This is very strange. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I don't know if I would be participating like no. he is. Like if somebody no. from across the Denny's is like, <laughs> You know, making little googly eyes at me and like, you know, peekaboo face. Like, like I don't, I'm not going to interact with you. <laughs> I'm not six months old. You might get the eyebrow raise <laughs> like, and then the furrowed brow and then the like look away. Yeah. And then like whoever I'm with, like, um, <laughs> this guy's crazy. Up up. <laughs> <laughs> this chick's crazy. No. <laughs> And so he's convinced that she's just she's she's coming for him, and, mm-hmm. and she stands up, and it looks like she's coming over. But she picks up the baby. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and he's so defeated in the moment. It's so perfect <laughs> because we don't really see him fail until Never. this moment or read it wrong ever. Yeah. And so to see that in the in the final moment of the film, yeah, it really was a great was way perfect. to like cap it off because again, no real harm, no foul. No. You know, he's not injured by it. No. But it's just that little bit of like, see, Trent, you're not always right. Yeah. I'm just saying. Not always. So at first I was a little nervous for the first time I watched it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, eh. And I didn't feel like I remember. I didn't feel as good about it as I used to. And then when I watched it the second time, I found that thing again about it. Yeah. I really do enjoy this film. It's a a special time frame in my life just because I was, you know, a teenager. and, And this whole thing was very... Um, captivating in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it it's super fun. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of um, social engagement around mm-hmm. the swing movement. Yeah, and to have a movie yeah. that kind of just like reminds you of this thing that was a flash in the pan in a way. For sure, it's it, it was it was a really fun rewatch for me. Like I said the same thing with me. I, I, it took me the fourth time watching it to really enjoy it because then again, it made me think about. Like that time, that 1996, 1995, Mm -hmm. that time, because that was me and my friends. Other than like the swing dancing and all that, that wasn't our thing. But 
the video gaming, yeah. the shit talking, yeah. going yeah, yeah, out yeah. to clubs, the boosting each other's confidence, the all that. Like that was me and my friends. And and so the fourth time I watched it, it really kinda set back with me. Yeah. And I was like, this is actually a really good movie. I dig it. I've always liked Vince Vince Vaughn. I've always liked John Favreau. Um and so like I said, the fourth time I watched it, it really was like, okay, this is a good flick. It it really, it's it's good. It's 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 one of those ones that I'm glad that it's on like Netflix, yeah, and that I can pop it on and watch it anytime. You know what I mean? And it's also really fun that this film catapulted all of these actors. No doubt. Heather Graham got Boogie Nights after this. Yeah. Um, Vince Vaughn did the the sequel to to uh, Jurassic Park uh-huh. after the Steven Spielberg to, to clear the Jaws music. Mm-hmm. They sent him the film. He saw Vince Vaughn and was like, yeah, yeah. this is this is good. You're the one. Uh, John Favreau's had an amazing career. Yeah, he so totally has. He's multifaceted. He's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's really, really, Ron, <laughs> Ron Livingston. Yeah. We will do his most famous movie at some point, I'm Office sure Space. Yep. It, it's, it, it just was a really great watch. It really was. I'm glad. I'm glad that you you also kind of found that thing about it again too. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Nice. Yes. What's next. So, What's next? It's funny. So last week I I tried to be some psychic shit and I tried think to I remember, yeah. remember thinking what you were wanting to watch. Yeah. And so you said that you wanted to watch this, but then right after you said that, you had mentioned a certain actor. Do you remember the actor that you mentioned? Oh my gosh. Um. No. It was Edward Norton. Oh. So you brought his name up. And oh. so I thought Uh-oh. that you were going to pick American History X. Oh, my God. So and then when you chose Swingers and then a moment later said the name Edward Norton, I was like, see, mm-hmm. there was something. There was I thing. felt it. There was a thing. I You're right. It. You're right. And so I want to watch American History X. Wow. It's one of my by far favorite movies. And I can't wait to watch this one and, and then talk about it. This one is... um. This one, I still reference in ways. There's moments in this film that help me illustrate points to people mm-hmm. that I believe about life. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's a really powerful film. Mm, it it's really is. very hard at mm. points to watch. Oh, yeah. um, but I, I think that that's what makes it great. Mm. And as much as it's like, it's not, you know, obviously it's not funny. No. <laughs> it's not. It, but... It's very serious. It, well, there are parts of it that are funny. Sure. But it's a very serious movie. But it's, and there it, are... it's important yes. in the way that it's, um, I mean, yeah, we, we will have a lot to talk about oh, with this yeah. one. And uh, and his performance in that is just unbelievable. It really is. It really is. I've always enjoyed him as an actor. And I love Everything him. that I've seen him in, I, I, I think he's awesome. But in this one, it's like, wow. Yeah. Like, wow, dude. Seriously. You're amazing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Sweet. Sweet. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank we you so much. appreciate you. We really do. Yes. Tell your friends to listen. Download. We'd appreciate it. Yes, please. And uh, buenas noches. See. Sí. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for downloading. We hope you liked it. Real Nostalgic is produced by Hollis Lazzarini with additional support from me, Terrence McHenry. Our logo was designed by Carissa Westfall. Please check out our website, realnostalgic.com. Like, share, subscribe, and write to us. We'd love to hear from you.